Hello, welcome to episode three of Amateur Bartending for Immature People. I'm Shannon. And I'm Greg. And this is a podcast where we're going to be talking, thinking, making, and drinking some cocktails. Oh, yeah. Every episode, we're going to try to bring you two cocktails kind of based on a theme or something, you know, two that maybe share something in common. And then we're going to give you the recipes and some tips and some tricks and some tasting notes on how uh, you can enjoy these at home. Shan, what do we got for today? I thought maybe we could do a thematic New Orleans that sounds, cocktail. That sounds evening. fantastic to me. I like the old Big Easy New Orleans. Yeah. So, you know, it's not only uh, famous for Mardi Gras, right? And hurricanes. And Creole. Ah, oh, yeah. One of them is I can guarantee. Yeah. And delicious. Like, we've had delicious food and an amazing ghost tour there also. Exactly. Um, unfortunately, I have to completely admit that we went before we got into cocktails, and I missed my big chance to have the two drinks that we're going to discuss today in it, It's place. sad, I know, yeah. So I'm hoping that someday to go back and try them in their locale. Um, New Orleans also is really famous um, among cocktail people for an event they have called Tales of the Cocktail. Ooh, sounds cool. Yeah, so if anybody ever wants to send us a plane ticket, we're more than happy to attend. Absolutely. <laughs> we'll throw ourselves on that sword. That's right. So, um, you know, we've been trying to break up the alcohols here a little bit in um, the last two episodes, and I'm continuing on that theme. I really thought we could go into um, brandy. That sounds like a perfect place to begin. Yeah. So uh, do you know what brandy's made from? Uh, brandy is, I think that's a great product. That is exactly right. So we are looking at a spirit that's made by essentially by distilling wine. You, um, it's about 35 to 60% of alcohol and volume, and it used to be or is typically drunk as an after-dinner digestif. We are now exploring how delicious it can be in cocktails this evening. So Sounds like a plan to me. Yeah, so we have, um, I think when we're looking at recipes, there's something I think that's really important for people to know is that brandy and cognac are the same thing. You know, I kind of thought that. I'd heard that. Cognac is from a specific cognac region. It's, it's like the champagne thing. It's the sparkling wine versus champagne type of scenario. That's exactly right. Okay, great. Um, so I think, you know, when you're looking at recipes, you don't have to uh, try to find cognac. You can use brandy. So I uh, have a couple things that might be useful for you to know. If Additional just, brandy information? Yeah, I think. Let's um, do that. So brandy has some different grading systems. I've seen some of that. There's like an X and a V, and a, there's a bunch of stuff like that, right? Yeah, XO. Uh, yeah, the XO doesn't mean hugs and kisses. It means uh, Napoleon designated a blend, which the youngest brandy is stored for at least six years. Oh, okay. But it kind of goes in uh, It goes in order. So there's VS, which is very special. Aha, okay. Like you. Yep, just like me. Uh, and that is designated a blend of the youngest brandy, that's been stored for at least two years in a cask. Oh, okay. Then we have VSOP, very superior old pale, like me. Uh, very superior <laughs> old pale. Uh, that designates a blend which the youngest brandy is stored at least four years. Okay. In a cask. Then there's XO, like I said. Okay. Not, not hug and kiss. Not or hug kiss and, and hug, kiss. I guess. No. It's, uh, that's a th- six-year brandy. Okay. And there is or or de age, 
which is beyond age in front. Beyond And I probably didn't pronounce it, just like I'm so good at not doing. Um, and that is a formality is formally equal to the exo for cognac, um, but it's used for um, Armanac, which is another region. Okay. So this is a really high quality project, uh, sorry, product that's beyond the official age scale of brandy. So well, that's interesting. So if you see that, ooh, fancy, fancy, it's probably more expensive than the other ones. Um, you don't need to use that for these drinks today. You can use... You can use whatever you've got if you have any brandy, but I'd probably go for a VSOP. Um, you are going to mix it, so it's right. It's going to be right. okay. We we've had a couple that have been really good, and we didn't pay a lot of money for them. And if I remember the name right now, I'd be telling you what it is. Yeah, um, I do know. I we've done some tastings of Torres from Spain, and I've really enjoyed that. And that's but, good stuff. That's good stuff. Yeah, but we've also picked up some brandy when we've been in California. Um, anywhere there's grapes, pretty much you'll find somebody making this. So. That's a, that's that's brandy. That's yeah. a good hint. That's a good hint. So now, um, th- we teased. We've alluded to New Orleans. We've mentioned brandy. What are we starting out with here? What drink are we making? Uh, we are going to start out with the classic Sazerac. I was hoping you said that. Yes, one of my favorites. So, um, Sazerac is so good. There's different ways to make Sazeracs. Yeah, what are we going to be doing today? What do we need to get out of the get out of the old cupboard here? Yeah, so let's um, let's get some tools out first. Okay, you're going to want your mixing glass. Okay, we'll get that mixing glass and, and the measuring device, the measuring cup, get your spoon, and the long stirry spoon here. Got him, got yeah. him. And you're going to be pulling a couple things out of the cupboard too. All right, I'm ready. Okay, so and maybe as we pull them out, I'll tell you a little bit about them. Let's do that. All right. So Sazerac is a pretty fun drink. So you're going to put this in a rocks or an old-fashioned glass. Right. Kind of just, okay, got it, got it. Okay. You're going to put about a quarter of an ounce of absinthe in, e- in your glass. Okay. So we've got uh, we've got our absinthe here, and so we'll take our measuring spoon and about a quarter of an ounce into the glass. Okay. We've got that in there. Okay. And with the absinthe... You're going to roll that around in the dry glass. Okay, I remember this. Okay, here we go. They call that rinsing. We're going to swirl it around the bottom and work it up onto the sides. And so what I'm kind of doing is kind of holding it maybe at a, I mean, not a 45-degree angle, so I'm at a steeper angle than that, maybe like a 10-degree or 15-degree angle, and I'm just swirling the absinthe so it doesn't obviously slop out, but I'm coating the whole inside of the glass with the absinthe. Yep. Uh, do you know what absinthe used to be called? Uh, I have no idea. It used to be called the Green Fairy. Oh, I knew that. I had heard that before. Yeah. Do you uh, know that it used to be associated with illicit behavior? I know, because I remember seeing that in uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula. (laughs) I remember them drinking their absinthe and getting all woozy with, uh, what's her name, from uh, (laughs) the early 80s. I can't remember her name right now. Winona Ryder. Winona Ryder and Gary Oltman. (laughs) Gary Oltman with the worst vampire accent ever spoken in a movie. It's so good we're talking about vampires because that's also kind of a New Orleans lore, right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Got the Uh, Anne Rice going on down there. You got your your Lestat. Got your Lestat down there and your Lewis. Oh, my God. Can I just say how bad that movie was? Oh, the Tom Cruise. That was the worst. Remember we tried to watch it again at Thanksgiving last year? No, no, no. We tried to watch the vampire, oh, Bram Stoker's Bram last Stoker's. year. Oh, my God. It was terrible. 
It was so bad we had to turn it off. And it wasn't because of Keanu, if you can believe that. Gary Oldman's accent was just, it was laughable. And Anyway, regardless, let's hear more about, <laughs> sorry to take a big aside on Vlad Dracula. I uh, look forward to coming to London and looking at properties with you. Sincerely, D. <laughs> it was the worst. <laughs> if you guys haven't seen it, go back and watch it. You're gonna love it. Maybe after you have a couple of these, you'll it's probably uh, better after a couple of uh, it could after be. a couple of uh, Sazeracs. Anyway, I don't continue. I, honestly I digress. Don't, I d- honestly I digress. don't think so. Um, so a little bit about absinthe. Uh, yeah. So they used to think that it inc- encouraged loose morals and sure, why inspired not inspired illicit behavior. Yep, a lot of those artists were tanking the stuff back then. Well, and you know, it's made drinking with, the green hooch. Yeah, because it's made with with wor- wormwood, kind of a bittering agent. Yeah, which uh, they used to think caused hallucinations. Yep. It's in um, a lot of bitters nowadays too, so it probably doesn't cause hallucinations. You know what causes hallucinations? Uh, could it be drinking a gallon of absinthe? Ding, ding, ding. Yeah, I think so. Um, I don't know if you know this, but after uh, 1905, um, it was banned. And it was all banned because... I did know that. I did I did know that. Yeah. Um, it was banned because a man killed his family in Switzerland. And he blamed it on he the absinthe. He blamed it on the absinthe. And As I, the absinthe made me do it. See? And I'm sure it's not because he wasn't just drinking just bucket loads of absinthe Damn. before he killed his family. And that he probably was just a real asshole. And he so. probably really wanted to blame it on something. So he probably said, I did it because I was all drunk up on absinthe. Yeah. So he ruined it for a lot of people for a long time. He ruined it for a lot of drunks for a long time. Yes, but now it's back. And it's back, and it's greener than ever. And it's sitting in our glass. You better roll that around in there again, because I think we okay. should probably put something in this glass and get this going. Fantastic. So you, well, like we alluded to, you're rolling it around, you're coating the sides, and then kind of at the very end, just fling the rest of it right out into the sink. There we go. Yep. So in your mixing glass, let's put some ice in there. Okay, hold on a second. Let me get to reach over and do all that. Here we go. Some a little bit of ice in there. Oh, very nice. Good deal. All right. So we're going to do two ounces of cognac or brandy, as we okay. just learned. Okay. Very good. Two ounces in. We are going to do a half an ounce of simple syrup. Okay. Let me grab that. Okay. In. Uh, and we're going to do three dashes of Pichard's bitters. Aha. The nice pink, pink, uh, spicy Pichard's bitters. All right. We got that in there. The Pichard's bitters is what... Um, Literally makes this a New Orleans drink. Fantastic. Are we stirring this one too? You're going to stir this? All right, here we go. Yep. And uh, so the Pichard's bitters are the common element between the two drinks that we're going to be making today. Wait till you're done there. And uh, Oh, yeah. Which, it's looking good. And we're going to strain that off. This uh, is just going right into the glass. There's no um, there's no ice cubes or anything All like right, that. Here Unless, we go. of course, you want it that way. You can drink your drinks however you want, but what it's not of, supposed do we do, to. Do we do a garnish on this? And we're going to do a little bit of lemon peel. Okay, We're going to express it over there and, and toss it in the glass. Sounds good to me. Um, all right. Oh, gosh, that looks good. So that Bouchard's has a red. It, it's like a really red color to that Bouchard's bitters. And okay. so it helps really make that color that you're seeing in the glass right now. Um, yeah. You want to give a sip? Let's see try how that this. Tastes? Let's try this out here. Yeah, I think it's looking real good. This smells so good because that absinthe, you can smell it on the nose. It smells delicious. It doesn't. I like, I always like when you express the uh, lemon peel over the top of a drink. I always like that smell. All right, here we go. Mm. Mm. 
This is such a yummy drink. I hope you guys are making it right now. It's so delicious. Oh, that is good. Yeah. That warms you up, that brandy. That absolutely does. The brandy and the the combination between what really comes through to me is the taste of that brandy and then the, uh, you know, kind of a little bit of a licorice flavor coming through with that absinthe and then the sweet from the simple. It's, it's good. Yeah, it's super good. It's a good, good cocktail. So like I said, the Pichard's um, bitters, that is a New Orleans creation right there. Um, it was created by a New Orleans apothecary owner. Sounds about right. Yep. He was the son of a Haitian immigrant, and he was credited with popularizing his family's recipe in the 19th century. Fantastic. But not known if he was a vampire or not. Uh, I can't say. There could be a reason it's red. Okay. I have no idea. Okay. Um, or that could just be the combination of spirits, bitters, sugar, and water that's in there. Probably. Uh, but it could be blood. I don't know. Who am I to judge? I can't. It's not up to me to judge vampires. You know, you be you. So, um, anyway, yeah. So he started, of course. Guess what he used to sell it as? Medicine. If you say medicine, you're so correct. It's always Absolute. medicine. It's always stuff. medicine. It always comes back to medicine. We could save a lot of time by just telling you that everybody thinks that things are medicine. Um, and guess what? Sometimes it feels like it's medicine. Um, it, it always feels like it's medicine. <laughs> Yeah, so Pichard's it's always uh, absolutely is a, a New Orleans creation, and it is very much forward in this kind of, in this cocktail. I think it's a, I think a, it adds a interesting kind of a spice esque flavor. And if you ever taste it on its own, which I which I recommend doing, if you if you guys are making cocktails at home, if you got this stuff around, if you got your, you know, your Angostura, if you got your Pichard's bitters, give them a taste on their own. You're really gonna be able to tell kind of like how you want that to be in your drink. Like if you're drinking a cocktail and it has Angostura in it and you know what the taste is and you're tasting too much, well, back that right off. Or if you don't have enough of it, you go, you know, feel free. That, I mean, this is all, it's like, like we like to say, it's like cooking. It's only better because it's drinking. Yay. Exactly. (laughs) All right. Sorry. I kind of took over the thing there. So Pichard's, yeah, it's a good, good point. Good, good, uh, good information there about Pichard's. Yeah, so um, we have uh, we have another cocktail for you guys too. So I, would I hope bet that we you're going to suck this up. But as we drink our way through through the Sazerac, which is delicious, and I saw this on your notes, and uh, I like this cocktail too. And it, it it for some reason I always think it's very similar to the Sazerac, but it, it's not though. It's not. Why don't you let them know what we're going to be having here? We're going to make the Vu Carré. That's exactly right. One, so, of, one of my favorites because it's it's a little bit, uh, you know, it's it's on ice, so it's a bit different than this mm-hmm. cocktail, and it, it feels like you get a little more volume, you get a little more distance out of it. It's more of a summertime sipping type yeah, of drink. Yeah, it's really good. Um, some people know this as the French Quarter cocktail. Vu, uh, Vucare. Vucare. Vucare, I believe that is. Uh, like, oh, hooray, the Vucare. Oh, hooray, the Vucare. <laughs> I think that's Old Square. I think it's referring to the French Quarter. Oh, yeah, very good. Oh, yeah, that's oh, a are. high school French class has really paid off all these years. No, I think later. I saw it written down somewhere oh, before. Okay, I don't well, think. I was just going to give you any credit I was going to give you some credit for that, but uh, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, so what do we got to do? Research. That, what's going to be a little bit, uh, what do we got that's different? Okay, well, there's actually quite a few things different in this, but I guess you can probably guess what the common element is. If brandy. You, no, Pichard's. Oh, of course. Well, really. and brandy, a little brandy. Okay. So 
Oh, let me, I forgot to mention this about the Sazerac. So the recipe that we are using with the Sazerac is using brandy. Correct. And there's a lot of different ways that people make Sazeracs. So um, there's purists, I would say, that are using brandy as their base alcohol. But there is history of uh, whiskey and rye coming down through that area. And at some point um, in history, people started to make the Sazerac with rye or whiskey. It's not a wrong thing. It's historically accurate. I've made them before with a one-to-one ratio of rye and uh, brandy. Yeah, and, and I've seen that in I've seen that in in the literature as well. But I think, you know, for the purest stick, uh, I like to stick with the one alcohol mm-hmm. pretty much. Yeah, but I mean, if if you're looking at different ways to kind of play within a recipe, if you only have an ounce left of your rye whiskey and an ounce left of your brandy, yeah. Throw it together. Throw it together. That's the, <laughs> that's good. Right. That's a good. It's brown. It's brown. It's gonna work. But it'll I, still be brown. I, I like to usually usually do one or the other. Yeah. So anyway, I just uh, wanted to make sure we mentioned that because some people might say, "Well, I don't make my Sazeracs with uh, brandy. I make my oh, with rye or whiskey." There's a million variations of all these things. Like we're just trying to give you guys one place to start. Feel free to experiment around too. Sometimes that's fun to do. So there's a reason I mentioned that is because. Um, the drink that we're going to be making, the Vucare, uh, is actually a split of rye and, and cognac or whiskey. Oh, I mean, cognac or brandy. Excellent, excuse me. excellent segue. Um, which reminded me to talk about the Sazerac that that is right. uh, also experimented with. Um, All right. So I, I imagine this is going to be another mixed drink. It not, is. Not, it's going to be stirred. It's not going to be shaken. You're going to use the same tools. Okay, I've got for this my drink. mixing glass. I've got my measuring. I've got my uh, Hawthorne strainer. I got my big spoon, my long spoon. I'm ready to go. What do we need to get out of the liquor? And you're going to need also the rocks glass again. Um, okay, this one will get served let's on grab ice. A new set of rocks glasses. Big out. ice, if you have it. Big ice. Big ice is it's always really worth fun. It. Uh, worth it's worth the mold. Let me say. Absolutely. So um, on. Let me tell you what we're going to be pulling out. So, and I'm going to tell you a little bit about this drink. Just a little bit, though, because I talked a lot about the Sazerac. The Vucare was invented um, in New Orleans in the French Quarter at a bar called the Carousel Bar at the Hotel Mont Montleon. That sounds cool. And Mont- the Carousel Bar is still active today. And it actually has a rotating carousel inside of it. Oh, my gosh. See, now this is the type of stuff I wish we'd have known when we were there. I know. I mean, it's been 20 years, 30 years. Yeah. So we have to go back because we need to uh, drink these drinks and ride a carousel at the same time. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds fantastic. So um, let me tell you what we're going to put in this. Yes. And, And then... Maybe I'll tell you a little bit about some other stuff. Okay. So we are going to be putting into your iced, you need to throw some ice in that mixing Ooh, glass. Let me get some ice. Hold yeah. on. Let me grab it. Let me grab that ice. We don't want this dry. Some people do mix it dry and then put it on ice, but it just depends. I like to water it down just a little bit. All right. So we're going to be putting in three quarters of an ounce of rye. Okay. Here we go. Today we're going to be using the bullet rye. One of our favorites. We have that around here quite a bit. Yep. Bullet rye, three quarters of an ounce in. Okay, we're going to do three quarters of an ounce of brandy. All right, here we go. Looks or like cognac if you're fancy and Frenchy. And if you you want to spend some big bucks. <laughs> this one actually is a brandy we got down at uh, Edgefield Distillery in Portland, Oregon. Yeah. Here we go. Put some of that in there. 
We're going to do three quarters of an ounce of sweet vermouth. Okay, we're going to use the, I think I had out the... Antica formula, ah, yes. I think. Yeah. Antica, here we are. Antica formula in. But you guys know, we talked about this before, that when they have these ingredients, you can use any type of those ingredients for a different flavor. So right. it's very fun to play with. Then we're going to do a bar spoon of Benedictine liqueur. Okay, very good. The Dom, Benedictine Dom. Here we go, right in there. Okay. Can I tell you a little bit about that? Yes, please. I wanted to know more about that. I was hoping you found out some information. I did. It was um, it was started in 1510 by a Benedictine monk, you might guess, um, who created this with for this French liqueur, and it has 27 plants and spices in it. All these things seem to have this proprietary blend of you know, 11 herbs and spices that they put in these things. It's so proprietary. I'm so glad you brought that up. There's only three people on the earth who know how to make the complete recipe. What, really? That's what, well. That's amazing. That's what the internet said. So uh, about, about Benedictine Dom. Only three people on earth who know the complete recipe. It's probably like bug carapaces and cigarette butts and gravel. Likely. I mean, we don't know. If you if you count that as a 27 plant and spice, then you could be accurate. <laughs> Maybe. It's like the water left over in a beer can after a, after a college party or something. I it don't must know. stay there for a full eight days, sitting I'm, in the basement, I'm just, losing all carbonation. I'm just kidding. It really does taste good. Um, it's also aged up for 17 months. Uh, before the, it's bottled. This is sounding a lot like uh, Unterberg. They all kind of sound like it Unterberg. It all comes back to <laughs> Unterberg. If you can't tell, Greg has a fascination with Unterberg. I mean, everything, the presentation, <laughs> the packaging, it's its its done well. Okay, let's get back to this recipe. So we're going to put a it. bar spoon in of this Benedictine liqueur. Okay, very good. It's in there. And we're going to do one dash of the Pichard's bitters. Alrighty. You're just putting a dash slap, of New Orleans right in that glass. Slap a dash of New Orleans right in there. And you're going to do one dash of Angostura bitters. All right, here comes the Angostura. Okay. Can you stir that. You stir that, baby. Let me get that bar spoon out. Here we go. Hooray. Hooray. It's the Vu Hooray. It's the Vu Hooray. Now, normally I would stir that for 30 seconds, but I didn't want to. That's real long. Put people through that, so here we are. Yeah. Just let's just imagine it stirred for a bit. Yeah, imagine it stirring long. Give me uh, that glass there. Yeah, strain this in my glass with yeah, my and my ice cubes in there, just so you know. Right over the top of that ice cube. Oh, I'm gonna that. peel this lemon while you're. I'm gonna okay. do a little lemon peel on that. Um, okay. So this is fun. So then I have my lemon here, and uh, I'm gonna do a little lemon twist over the top of the of the drink, and you also rub it on the rim of the glass. I like that. That's cool because it gives like a little. Not only are you gonna get that smell of that which i really like i like to see the kind of that oil floating on top of the you're not gonna see it too much with the ice in there but you, you get the idea but that smell that when you kind of come at the drink first you get the smell but you're gonna have a little bit of that taste kind of lingering in your mouth too i think that's a it's a fun technique to do here let's let's, let's wanna, line these up let's try these out try? here all, all right, right cheers cheers this let's is a this. very different drink than the sazerac mm, it smells nice too It's really good. Oh, I really like that. Yeah. It's a lot really less. Like uh, the Sazerac can be a little sweet because of the simple syrup. I'm, I was almost going to say this is a little more dry. This is a little drier tasting. Yeah. I think the Benedictine is. The 11 herbs and spices, that. definitely. <laughs> 27 herbs. 27 and, herbs and it's spices. It's that much better than Kentucky Fried Chicken. <laughs> it's, it's 16 <laughs> times better, right? 
anyway, that's our uh, that's our New Orleans voyage for that's, today. Hopefully, you guys have uh, enjoyed this, and hopefully, you uh, are able to recreate the, both these drinks at home. They're really, really fun and really, really tasty, and it's it's a good good one to have in your arsenal. Let me tell you how you can recreate those at home, shall I? Oh yes, please. Okay, so we have an Instagram account, Amateur Bartending Number Four for Immature. And that will show you pictures of the drinks that we made today. And the recipes are all listed in there. Please follow us on there if you would like to. And uh, there is a back library of other drinks we made before we're doing this podcast that Absolutely. you might want to enjoy. And we have, um, please like us on iTunes podcast, please. Um, and we hope that you enjoy these cocktails and our little journey to New Orleans today. Absolutely. Like Shan alluded to, there's plenty of other drinks up on the Instagram site, as well as they're pretty much, would you say like 99% are going to have the recipe right there? Yes. So it can be like your little visual recipe book for your cocktailing. That's right. And we would love to hear from you too, so please, uh, please comment. Absolutely. This has been a great this has been a great program, Shannon. I really enjoyed this one. I hope you did too. I did too. Fantastic. Until next time. Bottoms up. Bottoms up, Shannon. <laughs>